Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome to another weekly episode. This is the Honor the Gift podcast. I have a dear friend, wonderful co-host and guest today with us. His name is Ryan Harris. Uh, we've been friends for quite some time. And without spoiling things too much, um, this will be an interesting episode. Uh, it's very ad hoc, very last minute, and something that we're going to... We'll just see where it goes, but... Uh, Certainly excited to have Ryan on today. Uh, our friendship goes back a number of years. Uh, we've raised kids together, lived in the same neighborhood, played on the same softball teams, uh, have been collaborators and and friends and colleagues for a number of years. I consider Ryan a gift in my life, somebody that has been a mentor and friend and somebody that inspires me to live life better. And so, welcome to the show, Ryan. Glad to have you here. It's great to be here. Tell, I can't ever do justice to uh, <laughs> to what it is you do and, and how many people you serve and just the communities that you're in. So why don't you give us a quick snapshot of, of who Ryan Harris is, and then we're going to dive right in and hit it hard right out of the gate. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'm never afraid of art McCracken questions <laughs> and honor the gift is such a blessing to so many people. So I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to be a part of this podcast today, especially my backstory. I'm a, I'm a, an entrepreneur at heart. I have been my whole life. I've had opportunities to see a lot of success. I've also had opportunities to see a lot of failure with different business ventures, different distractions in my life that have taken me down different paths. And it's all brought me, you know, I, I love the world of entrepreneurship, the world of owning time, owning energy. And the way that I look at it is, right, there's a mess that's always created in the world of entrepreneurship. I always, we always talk about in the world of marketing that marketers ruin everything, right? Because <laughs> they disrupt things, they create chaos. I think entrepreneurship is a lot of the same way. So, I would say that the message, the messes that I've created in my life have created the message and the story that I can tell today. My story is pretty, pretty simple. I've been running businesses. I've started businesses. I've grown businesses. I've been partners in businesses that have sold. And really, I'm just on this journey of helping other people find what they want in their lives. And as a result of helping other people find what they want. Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything you want in this life by helping enough other people get what they want. And, you know, today's kind of a unique day. I had an opportunity to spend some time this morning early with a couple of my friends and people that kind of facilitated and filled that need for me, filled my cup today because we were able to give back to other people that 
didn't expect or didn't anticipate what the things that were coming or the things that are coming in their lives. And it was a tender moment, a tender mercy for me to recognize that, you know, the, the decision that I made 12 years ago with this specific business continues to impact people. And, and uh, that's my life legacy is how can I bless and impact more people in this world and live at a higher level so that people want to, um, you know, want, want to live at a higher level. They want to be a part of something bigger. They want to engage at a higher level and do things harder than they anticipate they could because it's so fulfilling. And so my business career has taken me down that path. We run a couple different successful businesses and network marketing business uh, that I've been a part of for 12 years. Um, very successful business. And I've been a part of another business that, uh, or part one of the owners in a company called uh, RiseX, which is a, an international group of entrepreneurs, people that are just looking to learn and grow, make connections, strengthen relationships with each other individually, gain some coaching, uh, we help people become more, live higher, and elevate themselves in their businesses. And then I also uh, own and operate and manage and run a digital marketing agency, about a 25-team digital agency, and just helping companies all across the country find ways to reach their customers more effectively. So a lot of different business businesses that I run through and play with, but you know, ultimately my goal, my legacy that I want to leave is I want to leave impact and influence on people. And I think, Art, that's where we've always connected. That's where we've always had those deep dive conversations and so i don't know if i'm ready for another one of these but let's oh, go shoot. Well, let's, let's do it i appreciate what you said and and your introduction uh the last part you talked about impact and influence we're certainly going to talk about impact and influence in today's episode uh also you said something a moment ago i love it i wrote it down um it's fascinating the messes we make create the messages in our life mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about that too so Good. Interesting how today evolved. Don't know when this episode will air, uh, but this morning I got a notification that you were live on Facebook. I always like to pop on and give you give you crap, <laughs> razz you a little bit, but also to learn and to be inspired, and, and I always get that. But I kind of caught the tail end of your, your story about having some impact and influence today in somebody else's life and, and being able to, to be a part of that, but to to be lifted in that. And mm-hmm. in that, as we started to, uh, I shouldn't say we, as you started to wrap up, um, you started to get a little bit emotional. And I want to talk about emotion as you know, we look at tears. And tears come from a couple different places, one of those being mm-hmm. a safety mechanism when we get cortisol built up and we need a stress relief a lot a lot of times they'll come in the the form of tears but also uh when we have those moments of raw emotion and we have a big dose of oxytocin or or anything else that's coming along it's that overwhelm that can sometimes manifest itself through tears and uh, Mm -hmm. i i have no problem with tears in fact you can ask my sweetheart i end up getting emotional over all sorts of things. And I don't know if that's because of just how things have progressed in life, but talk to me about that moment this morning and the tears that came as you were signing off. What's behind that? Joy. I mean, that's the reality, right? Is when you have, when you have the opportunity to impact people, 
And you have the opportunity to see tender mercies happening in the lives of other people that I believe God sometimes and oftentimes positions. There was an element of joy, and, and maybe I can give you a little bit more of the backstory. So it's a gal that has been struggling in life, and we introduced her to a certain business concept. And based on that business concept, she was able to earn you know, $900 this month, and she broke down in tears. She said, I had no idea how I was going to pay my mortgage this month, and this saved me. So just experiencing that and all the hard work that went into that, all the the, the grind of, of the process that she's been working through to have that moment of <clears throat> that that element in her life of epiphany and of um, joy. Like I, I love celebrating emotionally with people. Because I think, you know, you know, Art, I think this kind of goes into a, a different direction. I'm not sure if you want to go down this direction, but I think there's real truth when it comes to the emotions that we share that also builds trust and authenticity with those people with whom we share that. And <clears throat> I've had those experiences like the first time my oldest daughter was born and my second daughter was born and my son was born. It's those emotions of pure, undisturbed joy. And it kind of sounds weird, right, from a business context. We're talking about joy. Like, who finds joy in business? Who finds joy in work? But the reality is when you, you know, and I, I shared this a little earlier, when, when you have opportunities to bless people's lives in a way that they may not have be able to, been able to do that themselves without you being a part of their life, there's really, there's true joy that can come from that. And I think that's what drives me. That's, in a lot of cases, my why. It's why I do what I do is because I want to see those experiences. And our, you and I have had those experiences in our conversation of just like, mm -hmm. and we're getting real, we're getting real here. Yeah. Like calling me out on the things that I need to do and the things that are going to elevate me to the next level. And that elevation is, it's a, it's a game changer. But going back to your initial question, what were the emotions? It was, it was joy. It was seeing someone accomplish something powerful in their own personal life. Now, they're not a celebrity. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're not winning the NBA championship. They're legit, just found something that could bless their life. And I feel like every experience that I participate in my life, that I choose to participate, I want to be a part of, are those tender, tender moments when there's a realization that someone can make an impact as a result of the actions that they took. Awesome. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate the context around that emotion. Uh, those that are listening probably won't ever, you know, they may not ever see that or go back to that live and, and see that moment. But it was a moment for you. And, and what it triggered in me immediately, I don't know why, but it, immediately it, in, it triggered a desire to have a conversation with you today. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a message you had to share and that there was something powerful to come to you and, and to those that are here today based on where you're at in your life in this very moment. And so I sent a quick text to you. What did I send to you? You sent a, let me pull it up. I'll read it directly. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you just said um, between, wait, let me go to the first one. Today is the day you're in the space of high inspiration. I'd like to record a podcast episode with you, give you a further voice and impact. And it was funny, right? We don't know the topic. We don't know what's going to happen. There's no pre preconceived 
dialogue what that looks like, but I think that you can, you can, you know, bring an impact to someone today. You know, that's the, that's the thing that's most exciting to me about all forms of media. You know, we live in such a world where people are so frustrated. They're so discouraged. They're so downhearted. They're so um, impatient. And, you know, how often do we as individuals pass those people by and not even pay attention? And, and we forget, even in our own lives, to celebrate the successes that we're having. Sometimes we set expectations so high in our lives that I have to reach that and I'm not going to find joy until I get there. But I've often, you know, I often have reflected back on the concept of this is just a journey. We're all on a separate journey. We're all on this journey. We have to find those moments of joy in the journey that validate what we're doing. Because if we don't, it's a lonely, cold road. So for today, um, additional to the request to let's just let's hop on and and ham it up and chat uh there is no agenda and i think i I sent a follow-up message to you and i even challenged myself go and pray seek inspiration for Mm -hmm. what can bring the most value to whoever's listening to this episode at some point in the future but to really Mm -hmm. give our best uh, to provide the highest level of impact and influence today. So that was the that was the other challenge. And yep. I did that. I, I know that you would have done that because I know you well enough that uh, yep. you take voice seriously and, and the impact that uh, you desire and the level of service that you bring in all that you do. So for those listening, there is zero agenda. I have a couple of, <laughs> uh, of, of thoughts and some questions that kind of came through my own personal inspiration and I assume that there are some things that Ryan will want to to share and talk about as well. But even yeah. in that, there is no agenda. We'll, we'll take this wherever it goes and uh, know that uh, both Ryan and I are committed to bringing you highest value and, and our best thinking today on this episode. So with that, um, let, let me start with a question. And then uh, we'll see where we go from there. And I know that you have some things in mind as well. So biggest failure in life, mistake in life, and and lessons learned. The number one thing, the number one biggest mistake I feel like I've, and listen, I'm not a person that likes to live in regret. As a matter of fact, I heard a saying the other day that my friend, a friend in in a meeting said, he said, if you live in the past, you live in regret. If you live in the future, you live in fear. If you live in the presence, you live in peace. And I thought a lot about that since he said that, because, you know, I, I really, in my life, I've, I grew up with a family, parents that my mom loved her to death, but she had a tendency to build an element of regret, right? Like I wish I could have, or I should have. And so I was raised in an environment where Regret was a common thing. I didn't actually even understand what that was and, and the impact that it made in my life. Um, I don't really have any regrets. I chalk those up as part of the message. But if there was one that, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned or one element of regret or frustration or mistake that I've made in my life, it was the fact that I didn't have enough patience in the process. And those are several processes, mm-hmm. right? I had an opportunity early in my career to start a business with an older brother of mine. 
And I became disenfranchised because of what my expectations were in that business relationship. And as a byproduct of that, I lost patience and decided to move on and transition away. Well, he, he turned that into a, an incredible business. And so, you know, it, one experience, and I learned a lot from that. A second experience is I built a business significantly for three years, built a phenomenal team and had residual income and so on and so forth. And then I kind of abandoned that to run and do my own thing. And again, it's not regret, it's experience, but I, I wasn't patient as I was going through some of those things. And that lack of patience took me down a road that took me a lot longer to learn the things that I needed to learn. So if there's one, if there's one mistake that I think I've made in my life, it's I've, I haven't had enough patience to let my professional knowledge, expertise, and experience really come to life. But I've also haven't had enough patience to the right way to say it. I haven't had enough patience to really understand um, how God is working in my life. I've been very action oriented. And as a byproduct of taking massive action, sometimes I've missed those opportunities to just be still and listen intently and feel inspirationally the things that I need to do next in my life. Now, those messages, those leaning into those messages, those messes, right, have become my story now mm-hmm. and become such a powerful, impactful thing that I've learned. And I wouldn't be where I am without those. But if I were to reflect back and say, what are the things that I've learned and the mistakes that I've made? I think it simply is one word, and that's impatience. I appreciate that. You know, as I, I look back in my own life, um, some of the most difficult times have produced the most brilliant paradigms moving forward. And as you mm-hmm. talk about that paradigm of patience as a necessity in your life, it's wonderful to have those opportunities and those challenges. And I know you and I have talked about, you know, weakness and why we have these challenges and what it what it can mm-hmm. produce in our life. And so I certainly appreciate the lesson of patience and, and what you were able to share on that. Um, so flip that on its head then. And, and if you look back in your life, again, not looking back for regret or to stay in the past and not looking too far into the future, but what would you consider to be some of your greatest successes in life? Yeah. You know, and I've had so many and not, and I hope I'm not saying that from a place of arrogance. I'm saying it from a place of experience. I would say probably that the characteristic that's led me down that path of success has been, um, Humility, like real intense humility in times of complexity. Um, I'll share an experience with you. So when I started, when I started my uh, my digital marketing agency, my social media marketing and advertising agency, about ten years ago, I realized I didn't know what I didn't know. I thought I did, right? Because everyone at the time was a self-proclaimed digital expert, digital marketing guru. And quite frankly, had several experiences to talk on stages and teach about the things that I knew. But there was one experience that I had when someone kind of called me out a little bit on the knowledge and expertise that I had, and and it shook me. And instead of becoming frustrated with the individual and again, holding a grudge towards the individual, I took it internally and I said, okay, what is it that I still need to learn? As a matter of fact, it's it's a daily occurrence in in our business. So I, I play the visionary role in in the company that we run. And one of the questions I constantly ask myself is how or who can put me out of business? 
And when you ask yourself that question, it really opens up to those vulnerabilities. And quite frankly, you have to have a certain level of humility to recognize that there's vulnerabilities, to recognize there's gaps in, in life and in business, to determine what are the next steps you need to take to, to bridge those gaps of vulnerability, to bridge those gaps of potential complexity. And for me, uh, I would say that humility is, um, kind of sounds like an arrogant thing talking about humility, but <laughs> humility has been probably one of my biggest strengths um, being willing to listen more than speak, being willing to ask enough questions to really solve issues that need to be solved in business, but being willing to hear everyone's perspective in that process. So interesting that you, you know, when asked about success is the thing that you pick is an attribute that's been developed. Mm -hmm. I think that's powerful to think about that, that, you know, what does growth and humility afford us humility as an attribute humility as a mindset if you will of again a lot of moving parts in our life and and that as a success as an attribute developed it's interesting and uh, again appreciate you shedding that light so again in the spirit of no agenda and in the spirit of inspiration Ryan what what comes to mind for you today what what value or what what thing has come across your mind and heart to share? Yeah, it's a really good question. And, you know, the, the thing that's come to my mind and, and on my heart really is in alignment with my core, which is, you know what? We're good enough. I had an experience on December the 3rd of this last year where we were sitting in a meeting with all of my business partners, seven business partners with a consultant that, high-level business consultant, and for the first time ever, <laughs> for the first time ever, I said, you know what? I am pretty excited. We talked about what are the things you're excited about in your life, and I said, you know what I'm excited about? I can make really good and really smart business decisions. And it was this whole internal inflection of, I can make really smart business decisions, right? It's kind of like that. Holy cow. It's, it's this epiphany of, for the first time in my life, I felt like I never was good enough to make certain decisions. I have, like I said, I have an older brother who's been very successful and I haven't lived up to my expectations of what success might look like as a byproduct of his success. But then I reflect back on that moment and it was a paradigm shift for me. It was a, a, a life-changing experience for me because I verbally, for the first time, stated that I was good enough to do what I was doing. And I often think that, you know, what's been on my heart, there's so many people in this world that have been influenced by so many positive and negative people in their lives. And those negative people have tried to tear them down. They've said, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to do what we need you to do in a, in a current position. You're not good enough to, to play that sport. You're not doing well enough to to do this or to do that or the other. As a matter of fact, I had another experience in my life that I can reflect back on where I played college baseball for a few years and the coach, <clears throat> the coach and I didn't see eye to eye. He had a hard time sitting me because I worked harder than anybody else. I was one of those guys that even if the coach didn't like me, they had to play me because I just performed. But I remember every practice he used to say, if I made any sort of a mistake, even a small mistake, he used to say, if you can't make that play, you're not good enough to play the sport. 
And so I reverse that message and I say, you know what? I don't care who's listening to this. Give yourself a little bit of self-love because you are good enough, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of the profession you're in, you're good enough. You have people in your life that have, that, that believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself right now, piggyback your belief on their belief. Because there's nothing more empowering and impactful in this world than someone that truly believes in their their direction, their ability to make decisions. That level of confidence is intoxicating and it changes the world. It changes the businesses that you're a part of. It changes the relationships that you have, but that's a ripple effect. It, it can change the world. So I guess... What's on my mind and what's on my heart is, you know what? I don't care who's listening to this. I don't care what situation you're in. You're good enough. I believe in you. And we may not, we may not know each other. We may not have ever heard from each other, but whatever role you're playing in the company, own it because you're there for a reason. You were hired for a purpose. You started your business for a reason. You have a, a why behind what you're doing and live it because your ability to live that, 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 that way to live in that zone of genius will impact the world in such a bigger way than if you shy away or if you you reserve yourself because of comparison or because of frustration. Don't let that get you down. It's always going to be hard. And in my mind, anything that has come easy in my life hasn't been worth it. Those things that I've worked hard for and, and grinded for months and months and years and years have been the things that provided the most amount of joy in my life. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here. Glad you're part of the community. If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift podcast. And make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations, and just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be uh, in the loop on things that are upcoming and more updates on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. You mentioned comparison. You mentioned, uh, you know, application in business and and being good enough and, and knowing and having that confidence. And I think it extends beyond just the business setting. I think that comparison, and I would couple it with ego as well, ego being maybe a sense of being better than or less than, and how that impacts how we show up, the decisions that we make. So if we broaden that conversation around comparison and go to a very root personal development level, what shows up for you in that? That's a really good question. I've, uh, I've lived my life in many ways trying to determine whether or not I was good enough in certain situations. And, you know, I, I heard one of my mentors once said that comparison is the thief of joy. 
Um, how has comparison kind of come up in my life? Well, playing sports, you're always comparing yourself to someone else, right? You're comparing yourself to the professional athlete. And, and when those expectations are where they, where you would like them to be and you're not meeting those, it can be a dark place. It can be a frustrating place. Um, comparison in my mind is it's a fictitious notion of where we'd like to be versus where we really are. And you bring up a good point, right? Comparison and ego go hand in hand. The more, from an ego perspective, the more we have, of a, the higher level of an ego we have, I think also lends to more ways or, or reasons or purposes of comparing ourselves to those other people that we're trying to have that ego against or ego uh, in our own lives to, to meet or exceed what they're bringing to the table. So, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know if I answered the question appropriately, but um, I guess that's where my mind, where my mind goes to. I think the trappings of comparison and the trappings of ego, they, they drive too much of an internal game. And again, it may just be my opinion on that, but I believe if we're going to use comparison in a useful sense, we should only compare ourselves today to what we were before. Mm -hmm. And the real opportunity lies right there. And, you know, we, we hear different people share their thoughts on somebody else's opinion of you as none of your business and comparison being the thief of joy, uh, ego being the enemy. There's, there's so much that plays into that, but I think it's in those moments that we, we become fixated on being seen as something or we justify our lack of effort based on the gap that exists between where we are and where somebody else might be and so it certainly can be very stifling but i think it it impinges our growth and so if we'll just again eyes on our paper we if we're going to use comparison in a, in a positive way and, and as a trigger let's just look at who we are today compared to where we were yesterday. And, and you know, when we look back, and, and are we able to see growth? And if we're not able to see growth, then what does that mean for us today? And again, without, you know, getting too deep into to comparison and ego, I think there's certainly lessons in that. Um, what else comes to your mind? I guess the second thing that's been on my mind a lot is that everyone has a different story and that they're unique to who they are. I think oftentimes going hand in hand with comparison, we compare ourselves and want to create a similar story to someone else when our experience is unique to each one of us individually. Like I said, our mess becomes our message, right? The mess of life that we go through, the, the decisions that we make, good, bad, or ugly, become the message that can impact the world. And when you're able to articulate that appropriately, when you're able to tell your story in a way that moves people, it's just, it's, it's freeing. It's uh, for many, it's intoxicating because they hear something that, um, that really rings true in, in their lives. And, and what's interesting, you know, our, if I go kind of into the world of marketing for a minute, I spent a lot of time on a new social media platform called Clubhouse. And, you know, I've tried to ping you into several rooms to get you to come and engage. And one of the things that I'm learning or one of the things that I'm hearing continuously is a constant message, especially in the branding element, is that 
the more clear you can become in who you're speaking with, the more defined that person is, the more you can visually see, just like we're sitting here with, uh, with audio and video looking back and forth at each other, the more you can really identify who that person is and speak to them, the more impact you're going to have on that person's life. But more importantly, the more that will resonate across so many different or the more people in general will capture that because they feel like you're speaking to them individually. And so stories that are told effectively have a massive impact that feels individual. And I've, I reflect back on some of my mentors in my life. There's a gentleman by the name of McKay Christensen, who is the president of a company called Melaluca. And he is one of those individuals that when he speaks, even in a room of eight to 10,000 people, you feel like he's speaking directly to you. And I guess that story, his story, and the way he articulates his message and his story is so authentic and real that it, it digs deep and it drives motivation and inspiration. It drives revelation. It drives direction. And I think as we tell those stories in our lives, as we determine what that story is and we tell those effectively, it can have that same level of impact. And even from a business perspective, it can have that same level of impact of how your customers experience you as a business, what that customer experience is and why there's so much value in the relationship that's created with you as a byproduct of understanding the story that you're sharing. I see marketing messages every day that honestly I look at and I'm like, what are they even trying to prove? Like, what? who are they trying to serve? It's like a shotgun approach, a, a billboard experience, right? Like, hey, I'm just going to throw something out there and hope, hope it sticks. But then you look at those that have successfully grown organizations and a vast majority of the time, the, the message, that mess that they've gone through has become the message. It meets internal pain points that those customers, those people that you're connecting with have. And as a result of that, it changes it gives them a, a point of inspiration, a, a thought, a, a decision, helping in the process of building one decision that can change and impact their life forever. So when it comes to story and convicted story, story that resonates with others, I think certainly there are stories that, that come from experiences and imperfections and vulnerability. But stories also can stem from a place of, of new understanding mm -hmm. and high levels of clarity. And I think also stories can manifest themselves based on where our focus is. Because, we, you know, you and I have talked about this, where we place mm -hmm. our focus and, and the way that the brain works and how it continues to manifest around the things that we spend our time and energy around. But that story derives and it's being written from a place of high focus or high clarity. Mm -hmm. So your own story, the story that you're writing, if you were to come, well, I'm not even, I already know that you're clear in much of your life. So from a place of clarity, if somebody were to come to you and say, what is it that can bring the biggest value in my own personal life? If they were asking you for advice, what are the things you're crystal clear on that are values or attributes or, or mindsets that that can produce lasting results in your life? Well, the first thing in my mind is 
And uh, as a matter of fact, we were talking about this in a group that I was with just a few days ago. But the first thing in my mind is you have to develop an attribute or a, a skill of um, gratitude. You have to give, you have to be willing to give thanks for the blessings that you have. I'll share with you kind of an interesting story. Two years ago, my kids, I would take my kids to school every day as a couple of minute drive and they were fighting like crazy, all three of them. They wanted the front seat. And if someone didn't get the front seat, they were fighting like crazy. <laughs> and and I'd be like, all right, shut up, everybody. We're going to turn on some Tony Robbins and you're going to listen and you're going to, you're going to, we're going to spend time in personal development. You're going to shut your mouth, right? <laughs> No, that didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all. But what happened is I had a paradigm shift and I said, you know what? What if we change? Instead of going and listening to all these motivational people that maybe you guys aren't quite experienced enough in terms of your the psychology of where you are to really consume and understand, understand it. Because I think personal development is a lifelong journey, right? Instead of that, we're going to shift gears. All I want you to do. When you get in the car, we're going to spend the next five minutes, and I want you to tell me five things that you're grateful for. And as we're driving, right, I've got my little eight-year-old son either either in the front seat or the back seat. He always looks over. He's like, trees and stop signs and uh, snow and sidewalks, right? But just that sheer expression of gratitude, I don't care what it is, that expression of gratitude, Art, what's been amazing about that is it's totally changed everything for them. The first thing that I would always say to someone, if you aren't grateful for the things that you have, then you've got some work to do internally. Because, I mean, really, where does everything come from in our life? We are creators. We are brilliant creators in this world. We have opportunities to to grow and expand our life as a byproduct of how we contribute into the world. But if we don't recognize, if we don't take a step back and recognize all the beautiful, we sometimes miss the opportunity to recognize the true value of joy in life. If we're always going back to comparison, if we're always going back to comparison, I don't believe that comparison and gratitude can, can, can really live in the same mind. Right? I think the comparison is a lack of gratitude. Instead of, I need to be there, it's, you know what? It's okay. I, I'm happy for that person. I'm grateful that they created that success. There's an element, I think there's an element of abundance that you have to think about. I think gratitude leads you down that path of recognizing that there's more. We can all have more in this life than we ever expected and anticipated if we're willing to recognize and appreciate the things that we have. You know, if you go into biblical studies, right, it talks often about, the, the, uh, the lepers that were healed, 10 lepers that were healed, and there's only one, one of those that comes back and expresses gratitude. I would hope that we in our lives are not the other nine, but that we're taking the time to really reflect the things that we're grateful for and take time to reach out to those people and say thank you. There's nothing more fulfilling, and I said this earlier, there's nothing more fulfilling than doing something for themselves, for someone else that they never could have done for themselves. But even on top of that, the icing on the cake is when they actually say, you know what, thank you for helping me. I couldn't have done that myself. When they recognize and are grateful, it's just that feeling of, of pride, not in the sense of pride, but pride in the sense of, I'm, I'm so excited that I was able to create that long-term value for what you brought into my life. 
And so I think gratitude, if, if, if there was one trait, if there was one skill, if there was one thing in, 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 for anyone that's listening to this, if you honestly, I guarantee if you walked up to your boss today, if you work in a company or if you reach down to your employees, if you're the CEO, the, the leader of, of an organization and you just expressed one time, one day, if you took a, five minutes each day just to reach out to someone in your organization, just say thank you. And I really appreciate the time you're dedicating to this. It's, it's a culture changer. It builds a whole new level of authentic connection to the organization and to you as an individual. And it, it drives success. So on this concept of story and writing a brilliant story in our lives, you just picked one of the pens, a pen of gratitude. You get two more choices, two more pens that you're going to pull from a bucket and write the most brilliant story that you feel you could write in your life. What are the other two pens? Oh man, now we're going deep. <laughs> um, I think self-confidence would be a second pen. And I think I shared that a little bit earlier, just believing in yourself, recognizing that you're good enough and that you have everything within you to create the, the most amount of success that you want in your life. And I think the third, the third one would be I don't know if the right word is perseverance, but it's it's grit, it's hustle, it's dedication, it's it's really diving in and, and doing the work. So being having a sense of gratitude for the work that has been done, having confidence, knowing that you're you're moving in the right direction as a result of the time and energy you spend on yourself. And then third, just being willing to persevere and have grit and and Go through the mess to get to the message. Go through the mess. Well, that's good. That means I've got to go through the mess too, right? <laughs> we I'm all gonna, have if to. I'm going to take Ryan's advice today to write a brilliant story, gratitude, confidence, and grit. Well, and, and think about this, right, Art? I mean, when I say mess, I, I think sometimes people think of a mess like, you know, what's familiar to us today, right, is all the, the writing that's happened and all the complexity and the way that a mess looks after that. I don't think it's that. I think we all go through different levels of mess in our own lives and that gratitude can bring those to light. It can help us recognize that, you know what, that wasn't the best situation, but what can I learn from that and how can I make a change as a, as a result of learning? Awesome. I love the, the Haitian proverb, that when it's translated, it it's basically behind the mountain are more mountains, and thus the obstacle becomes the way. And I think the perceived messes in our life again that's a mindset, that's a a choice to to look at things as a mess. I think we have a lot of moving parts, and at times life seems chaotic because of the magnitude of choices that maybe we we're not as confident making. Maybe, you know, we're, we're not as gracious or, or full of, of vision and, and gratitude for the things that are in our life in that moment, uh, things of difficulty. And the imperfections that we just have as humans being, I think, certainly create some of the, the messiness. And it's sticky. And mm -hmm. sometimes it feels a little bit heavy, but there for a reason. Uh, there for us. And they... I love that notion that the challenges that we have are for us. They're not happening to us. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a quote that I love. I, I'm not sure if Marianne Williamson is the one that actually wrote this, but it came in a in a movie, and it was like, whoa, that was deep. And it <laughs> says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Yeah, I always love that quote because it's, it's the fantastic truth. quote. It's our light, not our darkness, yeah. that most frightens us. It's it's the light of what we can become. It's the story that we can tell. It's the change that we can make in the world that scares us the most. It's not the simple thing of like, oh well, I guess I have to wake up today, right? It's when we really understand that element of gratitude because I, gratitude opens up a whole new window of, of, of opportunity. Right? When we're grateful, grateful people always experience more in my perspective because they're always given more. When someone's grateful, I'm like, what else can I give to you because you're going to be grateful in it? My kids, I mean, you know this, aren't we have children. Yeah. And those those moments when they express gratitude, it's like, okay, what else can I buy you? What, what else can I do for you? But when it's like, oh, I'm so mad about this. Like, I'm not going to buy you anything. I need to teach my kids that a little bit more, right? That, hey, come to me in gratitude and, and you've got me wrapped around your finger. <laughs> sure. Oh, but it's true. I mean, it does. It really, it, it, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. What a powerful statement. So on that topic of powerful and being maybe a little bit afraid of and, and maybe unknown of, of the light that we might possess individually, we started, you, you mentioned the words impact and influence. You have taught me and, and you continue to operate your life from a place of high service to others. Talk to me about impact and influence and what's the opportunity in life around, I, I would maybe define leadership as impact, having impact and influence and owning that, but impact and influence in the general sense, let's talk about that. What are your thoughts? Oh, Influence and impact in my, in my opinion are um, are in direct alignment with contribution and value. I think the more we contribute to whatever cause we're driving forward, whatever story we're trying to tell, the more we contribute in the community, the more we contribute into life in general, the more value we pour into people's lives, the more experiences we create for them. That's what, in, in my mind, that's what really leaves impact. You know, I, I think I've thought a lot about this, Art, right? I, I think oftentimes, like, how do I reach more people? <laughs> how do I impact the world? But then I've changed that thought to how can I impact your world? Not the world. How can I impact the world of the people that I'm coming in contact with, the experiences that I'm creating for them? Because there's the other quote that says, people will never remember all the words that you shared with them but they'll remember the way you made them feel. And I believe that impact is more about driving and creating authentic opportunities to connect at a deep level more than it is the number of followers on your Instagram or Facebook feed. Sure, that's a, that's a byproduct of value to some extent. 
And most people that provide the highest level of value, the highest contribution to the world have the highest level of success. And so I think, but I think that, I think oftentimes we confuse influence and impact from a global perspective with what can we do on the individuals that we're working with. We don't, we don't have to try to impact the world, but maybe we just find the right vein. We run down the right path that leads us to the right people that will continue to help us create those connections and create those engagements, create that story that can impact at the highest level. Um, you know, I've, I've always, I always reflect on those people in my life that have had the most impact were those that took the moments to show that they cared, took the moments to express the appreciation of our connection, of our association. That's why, you know, you've had a huge influence and impact in my life, Art, is because we oftentimes both take that opportunity to express gratitude and express appreciation and, and, you know, whether, whether art, whether you go out and influence the world and impact the world, you've influenced my world. And as a result of that, you know, my kids are going to be blessed forever because that impact and influence is a ripple effect. And it, it, you know, it digs deep into how I live my life and and the experiences that I try to create for other people. So how does that then, find its place you've brilliantly talked about uh, the potential of impact and influence but we also know that we're here on this earth in a very personal journey of growth and progress and figuring out our our way through the challenges that we'll face and, and skills that we must develop to be of higher service but what what necessities, if we're on a personal journey, what are the necessities and, and parley, I guess, if you will, the responsibilities of impact and influence? That's a really good question. I, th- I think we all are here. Uh, and I think we talked about this, our last conversation, we're all here and we've all been given a certain level of talents and capabilities to impact. Some are given more than others, but I think there's an element of work that we have to do to prepare to receive those talents. And as a byproduct of those talents, we can, we can impact more people and, and it'll open more doors. But I think personally, in terms of the story, kind of reflecting back on the story, if we're not in a good place ourselves, if we don't have that sense of humility, if we don't have that sense of gratitude, if we don't have that sense of, of wanting to impact and influence other people as a result of giving value and contribution to the world, you know, if we don't have any of those things, it's really hard to impact and influence anyone. But if we, if we work hard for it, if we understand our responsibility, our purpose for being here, um, it changes. I think Mark Twain once said, you know, that the, the, the two greatest days of your life are the day that you're born and the day you realize or you figure out why. And it's a journey. Like you said, we're all on a personal journey to get to what that why is. Why in the world are we here? Why were we born? Why were we, you know, created? And what's our purpose individually in this world? And I think the more we, we focus on that internal perspective. We talked about inspiration and and personal revelation and direction internally. As we continue to focus on those things and we have humility in that process, I think the doors will open. And so 
you know, to answer your question, you know, what is our core response? What is our responsibility in the process? Our responsibility is to be the best that we can be, to spend as much time as we can in our own level of personal development to become the best version of ourselves, and that will influence and impact others as a result of the time and energy we spend there. Appreciate that. And I think the other interesting thing is we are here with others. Yeah. And why are we here with others? And and again, in owning our own level of responsibility around growth and progress, I believe that the calling to lead, oftentimes people you know shy away from leadership or they consider themselves not leaders. And a lot of that's, again, inward focus, very self-serving. But to recognize that I have an opportunity to impact somebody else today through yeah. whether that be service, whether that be through contribution. In fact, you mentioned that, that impact and influence really is contribution and value. And so when you're given people in your life, you're given opportunities to be in community, you have others around you, whether you like them being around you or not, <laughs> there is some responsibility to, or, or an opportunity or choice to have impact. And so that's part right. of our, I think that's part of our development. Um, as we wrap up, I don't want to gobble up all your time. I could sit here and, and talk with you all day long. I just I enjoy <laughs> your thoughts and your insight. But when it comes to living true, what does that mean for you? Living true in my mind is um, living A, without regrets, Living B in moments of what, what I call Satori, those moments where it feels so deep and, and recognize that we're here for a bigger purpose. And living true is really, for me, is, a ref, is focusing on and trying to find ways to impact other people. If my life is spent in, in constantly engaging in other people and, and creating environments and experiences for growth for myself and for them. That's what I would consider to be living true. Awesome. Well, one thing that you always ask me, I don't remember the last conversation we've had that hasn't closed with a question from you to me. And that is, you always ask, what can I do for you? You've served me. What can I do to serve you? And again, it's so indicative of who you are as a human being that you're constantly looking for ways to add value. So in answer to that question, what can I do for you? You've done it. You've done it today. You've filled my bucket. You've given me uh, new things to think about. You've challenged me in a number of, of ways to think about life and, uh, and about the impact that I might be having. So thank you. You've, you've done it. You always deliver, uh, whether you, <laughs> Whether you're wanting an, a, an answer to that question or not, you always serve. So, I appreciate as it. we as we wrap up, where can people find you? In fact, even before that, what are you most excited about? And then tell us where we can find you, where people can stay connected to Ryan. Yeah, you know what? Um, what I'm most excited about in my life is I'm starting to feel like I'm coming into into me. <laughs> I'm finding elements of success as a byproduct of really, you know, answering that question I talked about earlier, like having the confidence to recognize that I, I do know what I'm doing. I've studied enough. I've 
put 25 years in my professional career to learn what I need to learn for this moment. And I'm excited. I'm excited of where we're taking the companies that I'm a part of. I'm excited for the people that I'm surrounding myself with. I'm excited for the conversations I have every single day. I feel totally blessed with, with these types of conversations. Aren't the spark up from, you know, from just a random thought, a random idea, but it, I, I'm excited for, you know, what my life will look like every day. And um, I've had an interesting opportunity this just since the first of the year. And it's now the, just for point of reference, it's the 12th of February. And I've done some hard things. I'm working out twice a day. One of those is outside. I'm you know, 90 minutes in working out, drinking a lot of water in this 75 hard task. And I'll tell you, I am, I'm grateful for it. Like my mind is more clear than it's ever been because I'm doing something that I challenged myself to do and I'm excited about it. Have I, I mean, last night, for instance, I drove four and a half hours to get home. I got home at 1045 at night and I had 45 minutes left that I had to, I had to engage and I committed to it. And maybe that's where some of the joy and the excitement's coming from is I'm making and keeping commitments uh, of myself. And it's, it's powerful. It's powerful what we can accomplish. So yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to see where my life is going. I'm excited to be on this journey and excited to experience other messes that are going to help me re- refine and define the story that we've talked about. Um, and I think the second question was, where can people find me? Listen, I'm all over social media. <laughs> I don't hide myself. I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm not afraid of the voice. You can find me on Clubhouse, Ryan IMOB, I-M-O-B. And people ask me all the time, what does that stand for? It's I'm my own boss. Now, I'm really not my own boss because other people own my time. But the reality is it, it, uh, there's, I don't know how many Ryan Harris's there are in this world. So that's a point of differentiation for me. But you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. Um, you can check out our RiseX movement at risex.io, R-I-Z-E-X.io. Art's had a chance to speak with us there and he's made an impact. Um, yeah, just come find me and, and send me a message. Like, let's talk. If I can be a resource to you, if I can connect you with anyone, I can help you drive your business forward. I have a lot of connections. And if I can be that connector, let me do that for you. Take him up on that. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Much gratitude from me for your time and energy and commitment to helping others. Do connect with Ryan. Uh, he will add value to your life. Uh, just his his presence, his energy, his excitement, the joy that he brings to each day, and the gratitude that he lives his life with. Tremendous. Uh, for those on this call, or on this episode, I should say, listening in, remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one, and remember to always honor the gift. 